feel the need, the need for speed. Welcome to the Top Gun Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the movie Top Gun one, we did it again, minute at a time. I'm your <laughs> pilot, Brian Kaboom Boucher. And, and I'm your Rio, Kilroy McFadden. Or at least Brian's Rio. <laughs> or my wingman, is what I usually call my uh, my guests. Oh, see, I don't know. I, it's I don't okay. know if I I don't know if I can be in my own whole plane. <laughs> let's see you were in the navy i was in the air force we should be able to figure something out we should be able to get this yes we should yeah yeah we are here to talk about minute 94 well what happens in minute 94 94 Uh, minute 94 94 begins with simkin and ends with losing control so yeah uh, yesterday we, you know, it ended up, uh, there t- Stinger wanted to know, uh, wanted to put, uh, Willard, what's the status of Willard and Simkin? Well, he just said Willard and we get the Simkin part this, this time. Uh, we talked about that. We, about Willard and Simkin yesterday. Uh, so they are the, re- they are the red shirts of this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, I guess kind of. Well, Spoiler no. alert. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they don't make it off the ship because the deck officer. Deck officer. <laughs> deck officer. Yeah. Uh, deck officer. He says uh, both the catapults are broken and they can't launch any more aircraft. Uh, so I have uh-oh. a question. So yeah. I have a question about the deck officer. Yeah, deck officer. Um. In the Navy, the deck officer is the guy that's sort of like handling the ship and navigation and everything. He's kind of the guy that takes care of deck. Yeah. He's usually not back in the combat information cave. Yeah. I don't really know if he's the deck officer, but... Oh, he's not actually called that in the script? No, I'm just calling him that because, yeah, I wanted to say... I wanted to say deck officer. I wonder what, what, what part is he really... I don't know. He's the guy standing. He's the guy standing next to the air keg, right? Yeah, he's not the radio man, but he's the one who kind of, I guess, relays the information to the CO. So is that his XO then? Yeah, maybe. Oh wait a minute. Let's get this straight on the because because I never really uh, I never watched it with this in mind. The guy who believes in Maverick, who smokes the cigar. Uh-huh. Inside the inside the combat information center, uh-huh. he is the CEO of the ship. I, I'm guessing he's just the CEO of the squadron, but okay, so it, but the... but in the movie, it it makes seem like he is the CEO of the whole ship. But wouldn't the CEO be up in the, you know, up in the, you know, in the control or up in the, you know. Where they drive the ship when that doesn't he have a he, he has an pilot, he has his <laughs> up own in the pilot house <laughs> yeah that's what it's called I'm trying yeah. to get, I'm trying to look okay this guy is a I'm looking at his bars here he is a major yeah wait a minute let me make sure I got that right I want to I want to figure this out okay Navy 
collar. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. I should just know this. Yeah. There we go. He's a lieutenant. Oh, he's silver, so he is. That's it. I know the guy that's on the phone who says that the catapults are broken. He's got two bars, which is a, a lieutenant. But Stinger, uh, James Tolkien, you know, he, he looks like, I can't really tell what, I, it looks like a, a silver leaf. Which he's, would, a, he's, a, he's a commander. Okay. Silver Make, leaf is sense. commander. Commanders are typically exos. Uh -huh. um, but he's, he's directing the air operations. Mm -hmm. Commander air group. Okay, he's air cad. Okay, yeah. what he is. He's the commander of the air group. That makes sense. He's the he's the he's the senior. He's the most senior U.S. Navy officer on the ship of a carrier wing. Okay, makes sense. There we go. Okay, so he. So I was just trying to find out if he had a little XO. That guy that's on the phone with him would be kind of his his second in command. Right. So he, he gets to walk around smoking cigars and the other guy has to do all the being on the phone work. Right. And he's just a lieutenant, just like Maverick. Yep. <laughs> he would be the, he would probably be the, uh, that guy would probably be the, what would be the right word? He'd be the division commander. Oh, that's pretty good. because he's only The division officer, excuse me. Yeah. And that typically is held by lieutenants. That's not unusual. Oh, okay. Division officers are often lieutenants. Oh. Okay. Well, <clears throat> all is right. two bar a second lieutenant? Man, uh, no, you can tell I haven't been in the Navy for a while. Uh, no, it's a, a first lieutenant. Okay. <clears throat> uh, one bar is a, a, a second lieutenant. A, a, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Which, which for me is weird because. Um, uh, yeah, the army's backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the air force, air force, and the army are backwards. Uh, I, I believe a silver bar, one silver bar is uh, a second lieutenant. A gold, one gold bar is a first lieutenant, and then two bars is a captain. Yeah. So yeah. See, our captain's the eagle. Our right. captain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Navy captains are eagles. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, the guy I'm calling the deck officer. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's where this started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he says that, uh, you know, can't launch any aircraft because catapults are broke. Uh, and Stinger's like, how long? And he says, 10 minutes. And Stinger's like, bullshit, 10 minutes. It'll take two minutes. You know, it'll be over. It'll be over by then. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. breaking a uh, breaking the uh, the catapults is kind of a I don't it's one of those things and this isn't something I know I'm guessing but it's one of those things that seems like it could either be a big deal or it's a routine deal like there just isn't enough steam coming from the boiler right now to feed into that to launch it and they need to build up a little pressure mm -hmm. or it's a really big deal and it would take longer than 10 minutes to fix. Right. Yeah. I don't know, but 
this is the way for the for the movie to not send any more planes you know well and <laughs> um, the way he, and the way he's acting and again i'm not speaking with any authority of someone who's been on a carrier but the way that eric hag is acting here um it seems like it's just routine where he's just like well <laughs> yeah it's not a big tragedy it's just a thing that happens and he's like bullshit <laughs> yeah but if that but now his guys there's only two planes in the air and they have six migs after him so odds are not in their favor well and as we discussed yesterday you you said that there was some pilots that said there would be 16 people up there oh um, yeah yeah normally they would send as many as they can if there would be more people ready to launch off of the uh off of the two working cat catapults right yeah and uh you know they said willard and simkin so is are they in one plane or are they in two well that's a, that's a good question yeah that is a good question how exactly did they express that it was the, the it was like the number four and it's like the number three and four catapults are down. So those two, so it was two catapults, right? Yeah, right. Cats three and four are, are the ones that are down. Yeah, but they still have one and two, right? Right, one and two still work. So they should, you know, just move the planes over to one and two and take them off from there. Well, that takes a lot of work. <laughs> um, but there would be more, but there would be other planes getting ready, I would imagine. Right. I mean, the Navy has this thing, has this program called Quick Launch. And it goes for guns and it goes for airplanes, airplanes <laughs> <laughs> and for jets. It goes yeah. for jets and it goes for guns. Mm -hmm. uh, and that that program is operational readiness. They call it something like five something mm -hmm. uh, attention five or whatever in a couple minutes ago. Alert five. Yeah. Alert five. OK, so. They would have they would have alert five going there would be people on deck ready to go yeah i would think in all of the catapults right hmm. unless all the planes were parked decoratively around the catapult <laughs> they, <laughs> would the never, of, they would the never they would never do filming. that yeah they would nev <laughs> never ever do that yeah unless there's a camera in there <laughs> oh no i don't even know if they would have I don't even know if they would have all four planes loaded in the catapults at once. There's so much that can go wrong. Oh yeah. You know, True. right. You bring one up on an, on an elevator, stick them on and launch them. Mm -hmm. Of course, or, or four at a time, four at a time might be the, uh, might be what they do too, but there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be 10 planes around the outside of the, of the launch areas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They all be down in the lower deck, you know, parked. Anyway, so we go back out to uh, back out to Iceman and Slider, and uh, they got uh, a MiG twelve o'clock high, and uh, it fires. It fires a missile at them. So, like you were talking uh, yesterday or the day before, you know, uh, break right, break right. Uh, that don't really happen, but whatever. <laughs> That's what they say here. Yeah. You don't have to tell me. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> But it misses. Twelve o'clock high seems unusual to me, as a way of describing. Yeah. 
And I'm just looking that up right now because it seems to me like 12 o'clock is in front of you. Yeah, 12 o'clock is in front of you. And, and where be, you wouldn't want them to be is six o'clock high. Right. Yeah, they'd be they should be six o'clock as we're seeing in the you know in the movie, the MIGs are really right behind them, dead, you know, dead center. So yeah, it should be, you know, six o'clock even, you know. Uh, 12 o'clock high would be in front of them and and, and up. up elevation from them but whatever <laughs> you know well it's just it's it's the old-fashioned and also that's the old-fashioned way of talking about attack angles yeah although i imagine they still do that with with planes just because you have to add the element of 3d uh mm-hmm. with uh with planes right Um, so twelve o'clock. So he's so he's missling him from twelve o'clock high. Yeah. Uh, but he's behind think, him. So right. <laughs> I think that's the first. I think that's the first mistake that we found in this whole battle. Uh yeah, I believe so. Besides design stuff, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 I would imagine that. I don't know if they just put that in there. Just for because people people would you know twelve o'clock high is you know it's a known saying you know it's a TV series that lots of people knew in the eighties yeah and plus twelve o'clock high you know you know high noon you know western old westerns you know people would understand all that stuff you know Uh, but yeah when this movie came out um, twelve o'clock high was still kind of remembered as a series. As a TV yeah. series, yeah, I don't know if I've ever watched it or watched a rerun of it, but it does sound familiar. Uh, uh, but it also could have been, you know, the, you know, they when they did all the ADR work at the end when they, uh, like, I don't know if you know this or you, um, when when they first filmed the the movie, when they were in the gimbal in the uh, the little fake cockpit you know basically okay there was no words they they didn't talk unless they had the mask off whenever they had the mask on they weren't talking and they went in after the principal filming and then they basically used adr and you know every time there's a mask and you hear their voices that was put in after principal filming that makes sense so when they edited it all together you know the you know the actual dog fights that they're showing you know it just didn't match up exactly like it was supposed to but you know whatever well, they just they were just giving it flow they were yeah. giving it excitement that's fine there's nothing wrong with that no yeah, no no and i'm still the editing of the all the flying scenes are great it just i'm not i'm, I'm not going to tim robbins still i'm still reeling <laughs> yeah. from that yeah right he has such big eyes in this scene. Every uh-huh. time he, every time the camera's on him, his eyes are just as wide as they can be. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> You're doing uh, that thing like the pilots were probably doing, trying to stand out a little bit. Like, oh, did you see the big eyes? That's me. <laughs> yeah. And 30, what, six years later, we, it still took us to figure out, oh, that's Tim Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so amazing. Who's that? Yeah. That other actor that was with um, that was with Iceman, uh, 
Hollywood or whoever. Uh huh. I just realized um, yeah. between last night's episode and tonight's episode that he was my he was that guy that was in one of my favorite movies, uh, my science project in the eighties when I was that age. Oh, are you talking about in the beginning? Uh, yeah, Cougar. Yeah. Cougar, uh, okay. Yeah, John. Um, oh, I can't think of his last name right now, but yes, my science project definitely. And he was also in uh, Christine. He was right. Uh, he was the Christine guy, wasn't he? Yes, that's right. Yep. Whatever happened to that guy? Is he dead? No, he's still alive. No, he's alive. He, yeah, he's still alive. Uh, he does. He's uh, more of a director now. Oh, and, cool. Good for him. Yeah, and, but he's directed a bunch of stuff that I've never heard of, except for <laughs> I think he's done a couple episodes of The L Word. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I, I've I've heard of the show, but I've never watched it. But um, yeah, he's still he's still out there directing, but he doesn't act anymore. Uh, he always had this sort of leading man thing about him. I think he was on the verge. Yeah, I thought he was going to go far when I was growing up because I, you know, I thought he I thought he was a great actor and and he just had that his his voice though his accent that he had and um, I don't know he's he kind of had that kind of mm-hmm. kind of a jock look but not really you know he could play either you know a jock or a, a a dorky nerd kid or whatever you know he he just had that look and i thought he would really really like go far and you know become a i don't know if he'd become a huge megastar but i thought you know he would he would do well for himself this movie did a lot of good for for some of the actors yeah a lot yeah, of people got their break here yeah but he's not cougar's not in this fight right no cougar's the one okay. who who uh turned in his wings at the beginning of the movie that's right that's right that's right yes okay yeah yeah he was uh merlin's pilot at the beginning that's where i was making that connection mm-hmm. yeah uh let's see so they shoot the missile they 12 o'clock the- high yep Boom. yep they it it missed uh because they broke broke right they break right whatever <laughs> <laughs> good thing he was listening to him yeah and he's like you know i said like shit that was close you know and then he starts yelling for maverick because he needs his help and he wants to know where the hell he's at and then you hear uh stinger he's like you know he's like come on kid just hang in there you know he's like maverick's gonna be there soon you know that's what he's thinking in his head i'm sure and then uh yeah maverick finally gets there and, yeah and yeah and he he says jesus christ because what does he see he sees that cool uh you know rolling scissors move again that's what he's looking at right yeah hey guess what i looked up rolling scissors again. oh okay what'd you find yeah, out i found out that uh rolling scissors is actually a tactical combat move I it's not it it, it's not trying just to a, get behind each other yeah yeah it's a basically a series of like loops you know trying to you know uh like if the if you're coming if the, uh, the enemy is coming head on at you and you start the the rolling scissors move first like you, you would you know it's coming straight at you you try to basically do a um uh, you like bank up and start turning right and doing a roll 
mm-hmm. you know, and then the enemy would start doing the role too, trying to get behind you as you're trying to get back behind them. And it's just a bunch of back and forth over, you know, a bunch of loops basically. And Oh yeah. It was a move you could do in a Sega Genesis game called F-16 Fighting Falcon. Yeah. It was yeah. a move you would try to do on that video game, which came out after Top Gun. Yeah. You know, it was a in the cockpit point of view kind of fighting game and you would you could do this move. Yeah. It was it was a certain it was a certain button combination. Yeah. I remember back when like when I had a PlayStation 2, there was a I think it's called Ace Combat or something. And or and uh, I, I just remember that the enemy was called the Balkans. And so I may be wrong with the name, but I know the Balkans were the, the enemy. And it was very realistic, and it had like a whole bunch of like real planes that you could use or real jets, and you know it was very realistic, and you could do moves like this all the time. Yeah, it was really cool. I used to love did you ever game. play the the Top Gun game? Yes. How was that? Um, terrible. Because I remember playing it, but I, I remember that I played it, but I don't remember anything about the gameplay. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. So terrible. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody could ever land on the aircraft carrier. you know if you landed on the aircraft carrier and you got past it the first time you know which after like probably 99 times trying to land on it and you got past it you know then you had to go and fill up for gas you know had to refuel and uh that was a pain in the butt i remember getting to a refueling part in that game yeah and then but then usually the second time you land on the aircraft carrier you crash (laughs) Everybody I've ever talked to was never ever good at that game. <laughs> yeah, but I found a I found a YouTube video. Uh, you can watch a full gameplay of it, uh, and it's it's really interesting. You know, and it'll bring back memories. So if you've ever played it, and then you'll there re- was another there was another nope. game out that at the same time too. There was the Sega Genesis one F sixteen Fighting Falcon. There was Top Gun for I think Nintendo, right? And yes. Yeah. Then there was an arcade game mm-hmm. that was a stand-up, and you had a you know a joystick and everything. Right. What was that thing called? That was the most amazing version. Yeah. Iceman's like Mach Mach three. Mach three. Yes. Mach three was the most amazing thing. We had that thing. We had that thing in the. Uh, there was a place on Thirty Second Street. Uh, naval base in san diego that had that game and we used to go there and play it all the time yeah and afterburner oh and Uh, afterburner afterburner yeah 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 you know what i'm thinking of afterburner not mach 3 afterburner was the one that was so so good and so real yeah (laughs) yeah i remember that we used to go to the arcade up in uh matter of fact it's it's kind of funny that i say this we went to the arcade at the mall um just so happens um anybody any of our listeners have heard about the mall shooting in greenwood indiana that is like 10 minutes from my house oh no 10 15 minutes that's the mall i used to go to all the time to go to the arcade is it still 10 minutes from your house i mean is that where oh, yeah. you still live oh yeah <clears throat> yeah I, I live in yeah i live in a town about or two it's two towns north of me so uh yeah it's just crazy 
yeah, I'm not going to get into that. That's that's just nuts. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I live. That's the mall that I used to go to. There's there's so many shootings that two years ago, two years from now, no one will remember. Yeah, well, they'll remember this one because the there was the kid who shot the shooter in 15 seconds and got eight out of 10 bullets in him from 30 yards away. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, back to our movie. Uh, Iceman wants some help. You know, because he knows that Maverick's there, so he wants him to engage. Merlin says that they've already got a Meg on their tail. You know. <laughs> but they can't worry about the Meg on their tail because they're about to hit head on with an, another Meg. This is the part. This is the minute where he gets caught in the jet jet wash, just like. Yep. Mm. So, yep. They said, where we do it again. That's why I said at the beginning of the minute. You know. We have to do this one more time. Get to go through the jet wash. Uh, not good. But we see that the engines are still going. He hasn't lost engines. Doesn't flame out. Doesn't flame out at all. He does a, a you know, a couple uh, barrel rolls. Yeah. And Merlin's freaking out. Don't get control. Get control. <laughs> Being yeah. helpful. Right, right. Yeah. Get control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like we said before, he doesn't have a stick. He can't help out. <laughs> you know, that's all he can do. I wonder if you had a stick in the back, if you could help out. It must, that would just be, that would be terrible. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, you'd be going be one way. And each they, other. Yeah, you'd be going one way and they'd be going the other. Yeah. But that happens on commercial jets sometimes where you see, you know, maybe, and Maybe it's just a movie thing. I don't know, but it's like, help me pull up. And so both of them are like, Argh. oh, yeah, pulling on the stick. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he recovers good. Because hmm. <laughs> that's the I end. Think of the... He might have emotional problems. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, might bring in some flashbacks. Uh, let's, let's hope. But that's the end of the minute. So another exciting action packed minute. Yeah. At Top Gun. Yep, it's always a it's a cliffhanger all the time. So especially this week. <laughs> so when they were sitting in these gimbal cockpits, they were just spinning the camera around. No, well, they were. Were they? They were it, spinning the actual cockpits around. Yep, they had it on a big twenty foot uh, in diameter uh, ring that they could spin it all the way around, and they had the smoke and the lights and. The projection screens, yeah, everything, and they wow. could they could go and just shake the crap out of the fuselage, you know, whatever they needed to do to get, you know, the shots. I wonder what point in his career Tom Cruise decided he was going to have to be able to do all this stuff in real life. In this movie, <laughs> well, I mean, he hung off the side of a plane for Mission Impossible. He's right. kind of famous for like doing stunts, doing his own doing stuff. the real thing. Mm -hmm. Well, when he uh, when he signed on to do this movie, uh, originally he didn't want to do it. Uh, he was in the middle of uh, filming Legend with Ridley Scott, Tony Scott's brother. And... My favorite Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> That's a great movie. I love it. Uh, <laughs> but he he said he wanted to get you know right in the to get a, get a ride in one of the jets you know before he decided if he was going to do it or not so they flew him in 
he got to fly in the jet and he puked and he loved it. <laughs> oh, uh, you would. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said he, he's got to be in the planes. They got to get shots in the, from the plane. And, you know, he was basically, <clears throat> he went to every script uh, meeting, every, every, you know, every kind of meeting they had, he was involved. He want, he had to be involved. And it, if it wasn't for that, I don't think Tom Cruise would be who we know today, you know, because that's what really got him into wanting to really, really be a filmmaker. So. I had a friend who had an immense crush on uh, Tom Cruise when I was growing up. <laughs> and I, he was like, and, and we watched Top Gun. He was one of the, he's one of the crew that, you know, that I talked about in an earlier minute where we always went to theaters together. Uh-huh. To see movies. Um, and he had just an immense, an immense crush on, on Tom Cruise. Just <laughs> he was his world. Right. And so then I think Legend came out after Top Gun. Do I have that right? No, it came out before. It came out before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was well, he... uh Legend or of course uh The Outsiders. Uh I can't remember the other the very first movie he did, I can't remember what it's called. Um uh, but then he did the outsiders and then he did legend then this and then cocktail and uh the color purple that's right or the color of money color of i was money. gonna say yeah i was not, gonna say not color, the purple. color purple oh yeah he his performance <laughs> in the color purple was yeah. amazing he deserved that oscar <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that um yeah so so we watched Top Gun first and then watched Legend when it came out on HBO or whatever. Right. And I like I like fantasy movies, you know, like Legend and this friend of mine, he did not. He was just no. I, but I but I said, but Tom Cruise and he goes, "Oh." Ooh. So I was so I was allowed to rent mm. that. We were allowed to watch that movie for the night. And then when I put it on, he was like, "He did not make this before Top Gun." <laughs> he did not make this since Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he made this, and Mia Sarah, who was in, it was the the girl in uh, Legend. Yeah. She went. Uh, she was filmed. Uh, Ferris Bueller. That was her next movie. Yep, they were. Yeah, they were shot at the same time. Ferris Bueller came out uh, a couple weeks after uh, Top Gun. The eighties just had some really dense, good you know sets of good movies coming out all the time. Oh, oh yeah, this this eighty six. There was Karate Kid two, Ferris Bueller. Uh, this Iron Eagle, you know, yeah, there's a bunch of bunch of movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, so we are leaving off this minute with uh, Tom Cruise completely panicked. Oh, I mean Maverick. Yeah. Oh, hey, bonus points. What uh, is Maverick's real name? Pete Mitchell. Pete Mitchell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to? Uh, plug one of your podcasts oh uh i want everyone right now to go watch to go watch the time bandits minute with me and my amazing co-host duncan shields yes we take some deep dives into time bandits and we really get it we really get all up in there and get our hands dirty in that movie (laughs) yeah uh duncan was a previous guest uh, That's right. He would have been a couple weeks ago, right? And he was in a uh, week five, I believe. Okay. Yeah, something like that. 
those were some good shows. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Whenever Duncan's a guest, you've got a good show going on. Oh yeah, he's he's an amazing guest. Yes, he's very knowledgeable and yeah, he's a good guy. Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you could, please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at topgunminutepod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, this episode pattern is full.